What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 292, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank you. 292A, posting on 823, will be a discussion on Day Shift. And 292B will be a discussion on the Netflix, sorry, Amazon Prime original Prize Fighter, the story of Jim Belcher. Jim. Jim, right. Man, I have all sorts of a mess today. I'll tell my story in a little bit. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson, Zombie Slayer, Maxwell. Thank you very much. Whoa. I know. Wait, wait, hold on, I hold know. On. Do you usually give yourself a nickname? Or is that no? I, no, I, I just started. No, that. and he never that. does that. So, and so, so, so you, you decide the first time you get a nickname, it gets to be Zombie Slayer? Oh, first, man. first of all, last week it was Ladybug, Brad Pitt's character from Bullet Train. Thank mm. you very he much. He did call himself that. Oh, That's oh, oh. Just true. Roger, was, Roger was Lemon, and you were Tangerine, Chris, just, just so, so you know. I know. You two are lovingly brothers. I know. Yeah, and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Zombie Slayer Max. So joining me as he does every week is my co-host Roger Pugilism Stillian, and our lovely perma guest Chris Belcher Bond. That's right. No, I like there that. I'm good. There with you that. go. See, I figured of the two of you with a little training, Chris could be the more deadly fighter. Chris already has boxing. Chris is a boxer. It's what he did for a long time. Oh my god! I know little, that. little known right facts here. about Chris yeah. Christopher Bond. Damn, Chris! So you definitely want to watch that movie then before we talk about it later this week. You definitely yeah. want to watch it. All right, gentlemen, what's going on this week? I am, uh, I'm, I've had a better week than you probably. Yeah, sounds yeah. like at least today. I had a crazy weekend, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, I am back from vacation, so. How was your vacation? It was, it was it was a lot of fun. It was very good. Me and my wife had a very good time in Colorado in the Denver area. Uh, we almost died twice, which is really cool. Um, yes, realized I was I was pretty sure that I didn't like rattlesnakes before I went to Colorado. Now I am definitely sure that I don't like the whole danger worm thing. So we'll stay away from those for the rest of my life. Danger and, uh, noodle. Yeah, yeah. I almost and I almost died on the highest drivable peak in Colorado. So that's cool. Yep. Excellent, excellent, good. Yeah. Glad to hear. Wait, what's what's the highest peak in Colorado you almost died on? It's called Pikes Peak. It's uh, it's it's over Pikes Peak. It's over fourteen thousand feet in the air, and there are no guardrails for a lot of it. And uh, when it starts, there are, when it starts there are no guardrails, and you can drive rally cars up it. Yep. <laughs> Because they do that, it's called the Pikes Peak Valley. No, you know, I so I just read, I was just reading this because I was, uh, for some reason, on Friday when I was supposed to be working, a bug got in my head and I was like, I wonder what hideous sea creatures at the bottom of the ocean. So I just Googled it. And did you know that you could fit the highest peak, which I think is Everest on this planet, is you could fit that in the Marianas Trench and still be several thousand feet short of the water, like like the, the ocean, like where we boat on the, the ocean top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Several thousand feet short oh, yeah. of that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that because blows my mind. I also had geography when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, Chris, so your your vacation was it was a good one then? Yeah, was it relaxing? I mean, it, it was relaxing besides the near death experiences. So, but yeah, no, it was great. Went hiking and stuff. Sometimes you need those to feel alive. I Let's mean, be honest. Near death experience or feel nothing wrong with one. Eh, what's the difference? Let's go with feel alive. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. All right, all right. Uh, Roger, what about you, man? How, how's your week weekend? Um, I mean, not a whole lot going. I worked uh, both days this weekend, so not a whole lot happened. I did dip out of work early yesterday, so it's always nice to be able to pull that off sometimes. I did. Uh, I did. It was cool. To, you know, perks of the job. Uh, I don't know. Watched a lot of TV this week. Uh, watched a lot of preseason football. It's back in full swing, so 
watch some high school football. You know, I'm always a big fan of that. But, you know, things are turning the fall. School starts for most people. Again, my wife's school teacher. She'll be back in school this week. Full go. So I got that going for me, which means days off a lot of a, a lot of alone time to, you know, to go watch anime movies for next week in the middle yeah, of the afternoon. Man. I'm actually, <laughs> wait, so your wife won't join you for, join you for that? She said she would, but I was okay. like, and right. when I asked her straight up, I was like, I don't, I'm going to say this as nicely as possible. You do not have to come with me to watch Dragon Ball. <laughs> now, I've, I've made her watch Dragon Ball before, though, so she knows what yeah, yeah. she's getting into in that yeah. aspect. So. so so me and my seven-year-old, we finally got through the Saiyan saga in Dragon Ball Z. So I'm trying to push her through the Frieza saga so she's mm. super Saiyan. And then it'll all make sense if we if I take her to this movie. But if I if we don't make I it, mean, I don't think I'm you're gonna it. you're gonna squeeze 190 episodes into this week. <laughs> Listen, they're shorter than you than you remember because there's mm. no commercial breaks. And I don't know, like I don't tell her, but sometimes I skip a couple. You know what I mean? Well, probably, I mean, some like, there's plenty plenty of filler. Yeah, exactly. I but mean, she, I remember watching that shit in real time. There's plenty yeah, of filler. She'd be super mad if she knew I did that. <laughs> I mean, you should just skip all the way to the Tournament of Power. Everything else is just garbage. <laughs> I mean, well, no, no, no. Hey, be careful. There's some good stuff in there. There's some iconic. Like I said, all the way to the Tournament of Power. <laughs> I don't know. I like I love over 9,000. Start I, with that episode. Listen I to you nerds talking about Dragon Ball. Game. I love the cell game. I oh, no, I was... 9,000 start with... Nope. Oh my goodness! You know what, Chris? I'm glad you said that because I also love the the, the Cell Saga. I think oh, it's yeah. actually it's just it's it's like ripe with wonderful tension, wonderful drama. It really yeah. is. And uh, I don't know, Team Gohan is one of the most uh, one of the most beloved fan favorite like versions of the character. And Cell has the best intro uh, theme music that you've ever heard. I challenge both of you to listen to Cell's uh, theme music on Spotify or something. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, I could do that. I, I, I they love they took Team Gohan and then they massacred my boy. They really <laughs> did, but the, the, he, like, he killed might come him. Back. He might come back in this movie. See, I mean, like, oof. All right, I guess we'll find out next week. Indeed, we will we'll find out. Uh, I had a bit of a crazy weekend. Let's just suffice to say, I made every every uh, inquiry I needed to to make sure I was going to be home on time earliest afternoon to get settled in i was not we started this show an hour and 25 minutes later than normal that's what you people I, care yeah, and i and, and and i don't have a charger so instead of recording both tonight we have to take a break and record the other one later in the week but it's okay right. things happen eching roll with it whatever um yeah what? so that sounded, that sounded kind of racist what wasn't that what he says in Collateral? Things happen. You change. You roll with it. Sorry. Okay, if, that, if that was, I apologize. I said it unknowingly. I have um, no idea what language that is and what you may have said in said language. So good I'm luck. Just, I, was just, I was just quoting Collateral. Uh, and anyway, okay. So let's do an episode, guys. We got yeah. to watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we did indeed get to watch a movie this week. We did indeed. Mm-hmm. Before yes. that. Before All right. That, this okay, is let's episode. go ahead and score it. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 292 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we look at the box office curtain, upcoming releases, what streaming trailers, and then movies of the week. Chris, you will be super happy to know that Dragon Ball Super superhero is number one in the american box office and world box office that's bringing my girl. in that's my girl that bringing in a 20.1 domestic 
uh, in a worldwide of 45. Not a bad start. Not mm-hmm. a bad start at all. Nope, I'll take it. It's I'm awesome. glad people Good are news. really... Now, Roger, correct me if I'm wrong. We... There, what, what was the last Dragon Ball movie in theaters? It actually did bit. It was. It, it kind of swept. It did great numbers. It was. was it was Broly. Broly. Yeah. The, the the Dragon Ball Broly one. And, that was uh, also some some year around around the same time as school starting too, wasn't it? It was a couple years. Um, I think it was three years ago, two years ago. I think two and, years sounds right. I think two years. And right. it was number one in the box office then, and. We had never done an well. I mean, I guess obviously, still to this day, we have never full on discussed an anime movie um, on this show. So this will be new for us. Even Broly, though Broly came out in December of 2018. Okay, so oh God, four years ago. Whew, man, <laughs> I should be better at this by now. You think? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it it'll be a little bit different for us to go ahead and talk about uh, something like this. And I feel, you know, I'm not going to say I'm a, I'm a big anime expert. Chris has probably got me beat on that one. I definitely have Dragon Ball under my belt. Yeah, I have watched, I don't know, a billion episodes of Dragon Ball. And at, at, at least 750 million of those were filler. So that's, that's good. Chris, how old were you in 2001? 2001? Oh, Jesus. How old was I? Um, let's see here. I was 12, maybe 13? 12? 12 sounds. No, 13. 13. 13. Old, yeah. So as Chris was gathered around his TV watching Toonami after he got <laughs> yep. eating, drinking a Capri Sun. I love that. You know, Toonami. I love that. <laughs> um, well, that's what it was. That's what it was yeah, called. That was uh, that was Cartoon Sun. Network's um, like three to six o'clock block of anime. Oh, yeah. And Dragon Ball was smack in the middle of it. Mm. So, or like. I guess it was right at the end of it. Wasn't it like six o'clock or something for Dragon Ball? I don't, I remember that being somewhat correct. Yeah. And, uh, I watched so much. I mean, I watched the entire cell Frieza, all that stuff, you know, in real time as it first came to the United States. So yeah. Good times. Yep. I had to watch, uh, you know, destructo discs be invented and spirit (laughs) bombs. And I got to never see again. God damn, that was 20 years ago, folks. <laughs> and here we are. Those kids aged a bit. <laughs> I guess that's not true. That's a lot of years ago, though, Roger. It's a lot of years ago. It is. Isn't it nuts? Dude, I was thinking about last... Um, uh, Dragon Ball was in Fortnite. What's up, dog? <laughs> What's up, dog? Indeed, indeed. Man, I, I, I told fellow you. kids. <laughs> I know I told you guys I have all those I have like the all the the VHS tapes that I was given to as a my friend gave it to me back in like yeah. 2002 or whatever to watch mm-hmm. in like a duffel bag. Uh, that's pretty cool though. <laughs> I, I I think that's that's kind of cool and they're they're on they're in pristine condition. They haven't moved. I mean they've been sitting in a box for you, years. You and me got different things in duffel bags when we were kids, but <laughs> bootleg videotapes and other stuff like <laughs> pornography. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You want to know the greatest VHS I ever bought What's ever? That? Was that when I was like 16? No, not quite that old, like 14 or 15. Uh, our local, because you know, like everywhere back in the day, you could rent videos from, yeah, they were selling off their video collections, so they had just stacks and stacks of like boxes full of videos. Any video you wanted in the box is two bucks. Like 14 year old me found Showgirls. Greatest thing I ever bought for two dollars in my life. Oh, yeah, that was the Save by the Bell Girl. That was a big deal. That was was incredible. 
<laughs> that was a big deal for her career too. Is like, I mean, it was, was a big deal for me as a man, Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> Defining moments, right? Yes, she, formative years. I assure you of this. Jesse Spano. I, I forget what her real name was, but Jesse Spano was her. Saved by the Bell. Elizabeth name. Berkeley. Elizabeth is her Berkeley. Real name. Okay, that's it. Okay, okay. I almost said Elizabeth Hurley, but that's the that's the older actress from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's a uh, God. Those are different. I was just thinking about today how like. How just and also what I guess I wanted to it's an interesting segue into this but so the number two theater chain Regal is in trouble. Oh they're, yeah, they're they're I just saw an article saying they are very close. If this holiday season does not go their way, they're 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 done. Oh, that's, so that's actually kind of depressing. Well, let's just say, gentlemen, I know we have this conversation all the time, and I'm, I'm going to take it in a different direction. Let's just say that happens, and they they you know say we're going to run for another year and then we're done enjoy our theaters while you can mm. and then and then AMC's either going to buy them or not i'm guessing not but i mean we're, we're number 3 then, steps up and they split them up and then what's going to happen with what happens in our lifetime let's say in the next 5 years it's very it's very plausible that movie theaters go the way of the dinosaur gone what happens I, I, like, I was thinking Man, about this. I, I, had this. I had some interesting discussion over the weekend. Is do we get besides the Marvel, besides the Disney and Marvel, like the Frozen's and the, all the the MCU stuff? Do we get the hundred million dollar movies anymore? Because there's no way to monetize that unless they charge you per view. Unless all the streaming services become you can see, you can watch the old stuff, but the new stuff is a la carte. It's like twenty five dollars. I don't think you can really say that because. The movies we're getting on Netflix, their budgets are $200 million for some of these. Most true. Of them, most of but Netflix is also subscription-based, though, so they yeah. do get money from that. Yeah, but I mean... I mean, I was compl- I mean, me and you had a conversation today about how much I... My Netflix bill is now $21.99 a month. Yep, I just said like, that, yeah. that is... <laughs> I'm not trying to say that that's a significant amount of money, but it costs me as much for my Netflix as it does for my single AMC premiere. Actually, two dollars more because I only pay nineteen ninety nine for my AMC pass. So, yeah, it's it's nuts. I and mean, we've had this conversation a lot, and I'm sure we will talk about it in the coming weeks. Whatever, um, when we when we decide what that theater chain decides to do, because I I mean I'm literally I'm I'm very worried that we could see the belly up of movie theaters. And but like you, anyone like you don't that's going to change the way producers invest money. That's going to way that's going to change the way movies are made because when there's no more competition. All you, all you fucking people out there, like no, I'll just wait for it to come Netflix. Or I don't, I don't want to go watch a movie. I, I got plenty on my streaming services. That stuff will become a whole lot more expensive. Oh yeah, it's true. I mean, then that then Netflix will go up to probably thirty five or forty bucks a month, and then you're only. I mean, most families are only going to have one or two. You're not going to be able to have and sing, single guys like me. I'm not gonna. I'm I make decent money. I don't want to. I don't want to have all of them because that's a lot of money wasted each month. So it's, it's just for us to buy a movie theater. <laughs> just just play showgirls over and over again. I mean, uh, I have it on VHS. <laughs> that's I'm good, sure I could find it. That was an awesome response. <laughs> Maybe the best response ever. But look, it's an interesting thing to think about. We'll we can play your Dragon Ball anime through the day and then one show episode or one showing of showgirls for the evening. There you go. There you go. On VHS <laughs> on the big screen. You just wheel in one of those old TVs that like the classroom just for the VHS. Yeah. Okay. So 
that's a little scary, but we might actually be seeing the end of movie theaters as we speak. I hope not, but we certainly could. I mean, they made it through the biggest thing ever hit movie theaters, so I mean, I guess we'll find out. You're, you're right, and they did survive the pandemic, and I hope things start to come back for them. But anyway, back on track. Number two, Beast, opening with 11.6 million domestic with a 21.8 worldwide. Please notice that Dragon Ball, Ball, Dragon Ball Super beat out everything else this week. Uh, number three, Bullet Train, eight million, bringing its worldwide to 149. Damn, that's a good number. I was, I'm glad it's got. Top Gun Maverick still in the top five, bringing in on its like 18th week another six million dollars, bringing its total to 1.4 billion dollars. So, boys, you know what hits streaming uh, on Tuesday? Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Mm. DC mm. DC League of Super Pets, number five, five point eight million. Bringing in a domestic 130 worldwide. I'm sure that's a that's the number they were expecting opening weekend, let alone no. four weeks in. That's 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 definitely not a four weeks in a triple A budget kids movie, is it? Hell no. I, mean, I don't know. Besides the licensing for it, I mean, we did talk about it. It wasn't very good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean middling at best, which is unfortunate, but. Let's look at just just we haven't done this for a while, but let's just look at. I just want to look at six through ten, just because okay. I've done it for a while. Okay, I'll run through them. Thor: Love and Thunder, nope. Mm-hmm. Minions: Rise of Gru, nine. Surprisingly, still where the crawdads sing, <laughs> and bodies, bodies, bodies. I think where the crawdads sing is just a result of nothing. There's just nothing left to push it out of the top ten. We haven't gotten a lot of releases lately, so and Elvis is just oddly still hanging around number eleven. And Elvis is available streaming now too, so. Actually, I mean, a couple of those movies, Ugh, whatever. There's a, there's a box stop. So anyway, I, I don't think much, I mean, much change there. And you're not going to see much of a difference coming in the next few weeks. It's, it's just going to be, it's a dead zone for a no. while. No. It is a dead zone for a while. Let's look at, well, look at what's coming out. All right, here we go. This is the interesting part, kind of. So okay. Beast, this past weekend, Beast and Dragon Ball Super, Superhero came out in IMAX. This next week, the 26th. Now, if you'll notice, one one of these moved up to this date. The Invitation, Samaritan, and 3,000 Years of Longing, which was not on Friday, August 26th, but is now on Friday, August 26th. Uh, And then September 2nd, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, Spider-Man, No Way Home, the more fun stuff version. That's on the 2nd. On the 8th, Mm -hmm. which is a Thursday, is Disney plus Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Pinocchio? Pinalope? And on September 9th. September 9th, which is a Friday, is Barbarian. And then another big week, uh, Moonage Daydream, which is IMAX and regular, and also Woman King. The Woman King is also a theatrical release. So at least that's a movie I actually would like to see. September 23rd, Avatar re-release. Blonde, Don't Worry, Darling. That's kind of a big week. Three movies that we probably should talk about, but we'll, we'll, we'll narrow down when we get closer. I mean, Avatar, got you. Go ahead. <laughs> September 30th, <laughs> Bros. Hocus, Bros. Pocus, Hocus Pocus 2. Mm. and smile mm. uh, october 7th amsterdam again moved up and lyle lyle crocodile at least that looks interesting i think so kids. yeah for especially with especially with the cast and with who's playing lyle lyle it does do, and yeah oh, chris well, what do we respect hocus pocus for being hocus pocus 2 and, and not just a here's movie? here's the thing it's too late for hocus pocus 2 yeah, but, in, but with all that time, you could argue that it's been so long we need to reboot it. But instead of doing the reboot, they're actually just trying to do a number two. I, I mean, I think that's at least a a bigger move on their part than just rehashing that movie. Well, I mean, the conversation that we're going to have this moment might be different had Top Gun Maverick not, not existed. But 
Top Gun Maverick does exist. So, do you think Hocus, Hocus Pocus has the same juice as Top Gun? No, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying it does. <laughs> well, but Top okay. Top Gun Top Gun showed the industry a thing or two. Well, so, there, there, there's still a lot of money left in those classic well, now sequels. But so you say you said that Hocus Pocus is is, is too late. But we'll, if you flip that around, well, you just have a Top Gun. Top Gun proved it's possible. Yeah, well, so that's what he meant. Um, but um, like, the thing is, though, Hocus Pocus does have a following. Like, I mean, we've talked about this when we first saw the trailer. Like, I don't care about Hocus Pocus. I don't care about Hocus Pocus two. But this is your, movie is, is your wife isn't big, for me. Is your wife a, a big hokey? I don't. I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this line of questioning. Yeah. I don't, uh, no, I, Chris, no I, I do know there are there are quite a bit of people that do like here's that, the thing, here's love the thing. that movie, I guess. Well, here, have, let me ask you, Chris. You're, you're a guy. You're on the internet all the time. Have you heard much chatter of Hocus Pocus 2? No, not at all. Not a single that, thing because what we talk about on this show. That's not my point. Person. And again, as a point of reference, because it just came out and just took the world by storm. I mean, on its 14th week, it's still fucking making $6 million. It's Top Gun. Everyone, the lead up to Top Gun was palpable. You could feel it, sense it in the air. Everyone was talking about it. Now, Granted, it did get delayed a few times, and every time it did get delayed, you had a new sense of chatter about it. You know, even Rod, you remember, oh, Top Gun Christmas, oh, Top Gun Thanksgiving, and it was, oh, Top Gun Fourth of July. I mean, it, it hit all those dates. And Top Gun arguably is a bigger property than Hocus Pocus, but not arguably. No, fine, okay, it is a bigger. Mm-hmm. But I mean, look, I just think Hocus Pocus is ten years, twenty years too too late. Whatever happened with Hocus Pocus has already happened. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing, though. This is going to Disney Plus, so it is. It's completely up to them how much money they put into it, how much money they may or may not lose or make, or only they'll know. So, but you know, maybe, yeah, no, yeah, maybe I mean, the guys in their early 40s and late 30s sitting around talking about Hocus Pocus 2 isn't exactly uh, the peak demographic. Well, see, I've, I've noticed, I've noticed one thing, and I want to see, I won't mention it now. I, I might mention it to you guys not recording, but I have a feeling. I I've been noticing a trend with stuff going to to Disney Plus. I've no I've been noticing a trend. I don't want to say until like I have some more you know verifiable cal- calculable data that I can really data. look at. But I have a feeling I know what is in this movie and why it's going to Disney Plus. I have a feeling, but I mean I'll talk to you guys about that later. But those of you out there, if you look at everything that's gone to Hocus po- or sorry, because gone <laughs> Hocus Pocus Plus has gone to Disney Plus in the past year or two, I think you'll I think you'll also notice a trend. Um, but I mean, my theory I think is sound, but we'll see with Hocus Pocus too. But that's going to Disney Plus, um, so we'll see how that does. I mean, it could come out, and then Disney's like, "Oh my God, thirty million views in a weekend! That's incredible." Yeah. But I sincerely doubt it. I don't I, even think that big I mean, movies coming out on streaming services aren't even getting their due because there's just so much content these days. J- sure. Just, just to compare the two for a moment. Uh, Pocus Pocus made like forty five million when it came out, and Top Gun made like three hundred fifty million. So it's not, they're, not, they're not even the same realm. <laughs> uh, one thing about Disney Plus, real quick, I did watch the first episode of She Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah. Who did that? I I actually liked it. Okay, I thought it was it's good news. It was decently funny, and the CGI doesn't look half bad. I mean, because there's a lot of Hulk in that movie, so. <laughs> well, that's good. The Eric or um who plays Hulk Mark Ruffalo, that's good. When he <laughs> goes when he when when he inevitably towards the end of the season or even in the next two episodes is very less featured, 
that will be the test. Sure. So, I mean, again, it's one of those statements that we all think I just said, you know, the same with Wonder Woman 2. Without Chris Pine, you just don't have a movie. Period. He's, uh, he's actually regular Mark Ruffalo for part of this movie, too, for the first time since uh, Endgame. Which is he's a big, fu- which is a huge deal. Hulk. Which yep. is a big deal because, like, he was stuck since Thor Ragnarok to Endgame, he was stuck as Hulk. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of a big deal. But anyway, we'll, we'll, in the weeks to come, we will have more, more discussion on that. Yep. Um, so that's, that's your up and coming. Um, it's interesting only because I think this coming fall is going to be very telling. It's, it's going to be a big fall for the longevity of movie theaters and how things play out and how we get things delivered to us, you know, content wise. But that, that weeks to come will, will reveal a lot. Um, let's, let's take a look at uh, what's streaming, gentlemen. Uh, this week, we do take a look at Disney Plus, and I want to point out some movies. Uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, one I've always loved by director John Turtletob. Nick I do Cage. Like this movie. I do. Oddly, I like it a lot. Jake, sorry, Nick Cage, Jay Baruchel, Alfred Molina, Teresa Palmer, Monica Bellucci, 2010. Roger, what's your memory of Sorcerer's Apprentice? Uh, quick fun fact about Sorcerer's Apprentice, besides the fact that I do enjoy that movie, I think it's pretty well done. That movie is cursed. Um, they had two people, two people died during the filming of that movie. So it got delayed multiple times and it was always mired in that kind of controversy. And the movie never really got any traction because of that. I always felt bad because I actually liked that movie a lot. Uh, it's pretty well done. Um, at the time, the effects were like spot on awesome. The part with the Tesla and stuff, I always thought that was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I always enjoyed that movie. What about you, Chris? Have you do you have any experience with that one? No, not personally. Not. You know, I think we've I, talked about it, but that's one I think. It, I think your kids might like that, Chris. But also, it's I think possible. knowing what I know about you, Chris, I think you would also rather enjoy that movie. I really do yeah. think that. No, there's, there's a chance. I just have never sat down with my kids to watch it. All right, number two. Father of the Bride by director Charles Shire. Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Kimberly Williams, 1991. That's a classic. Uh, my wife loves this movie. Yeah. Uh, I have not watched the Netflix. <laughs> I, I think that was an agreement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Father of the Bride is, a, I think, a, a very universally liked movie. Uh, but the one on Netflix, uh, I, I didn't watch it. Much like I didn't watch... Um, what's the movie with... Uh, it's Freddie Prince Jr. and he has turned, he has turned that girl into a popular. What? Oh, she's all that. I didn't watch. He's all that, and I've heard terrible, terrible things about that. Uh, I think also with the Father of the Bride follow up on Netflix recently. I didn't watch that, and I've heard nothing but terrible, terrible, terrible things without him too. Hmm. But weird. Uh, again, s- s- I, never mind. I was gonna say something, but everything was, needs remade. Yes, not, not everything needs remade and boxes checked. Anyway. Number three, Never Been Kissed by director Roger, Roger, Raja Gosnell, another kind of legendary movie. Drew Barrymore, David Arquette, Molly Shannon, John C. Riley, 1999. Uh, I think that one is also very universally liked by big people. I don't think you have many people have a problem with that one. That was one of Drew Barrymore's more memorable movies, I think, too. A couple years after she got her ass got stabbed in Scream. <laughs> um, another legendary movie, Scream. But yeah, Roger, what about you? Does that Was that a date movie for you and your wife? Came out in 1999. No. <laughs> <laughs> Theme. I was 17. No. Did you did you take a date to go watch that? Uh, I don't think so. Even if I had, I I mean, any like when high school, like you didn't. I didn't go to like romantic things for dates. It was always scary movies for Hell dates, yeah. right? 
almost always. Well, of course. I mean, that's when you... Owners and wives saw the ring in theaters. I mean, also, I don't like scary movies, so think about that. <laughs> that's true. I that's still, true. to this day, do not like them. So, usually. Um, so. so, that's the thing. Of course. But that's... um. I did take a date to see Neighbor Mink. Actually, I was taken as a date. She is 14 years older than me, and she shares my DNA, my older sister. But Ew. Yeah. That's, that's a weird, gross. That's a weird oh, way to stop. segue into that. Don't make this weird. Come on now. I'm the one that made it weird? <laughs> I think we're trying to make it less weird for you. I, buddy, went, I went with a lot of movies, with my sister to a lot of movies back then. We were. I mean, uh, you just could have said that. You could have been like, my sister drugged me to this movie as a kid, and I would have been like, ah, well, that makes sense. But yeah, I don't yeah. – I didn't feel like <laughs> – I didn't. I don't have to be drugged to movies like this. I like movies. I've always liked movies like this. Anyway, that's weird. Anyway, uh, how's so your sister doing, Grayson? Tell her I said what's up. I will not. She's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Father of the Bride, Never Been Kissed, all available on Disney Plus. If you subscribe to that, you can check on, check those out. You jump on, check those out. Let's talk about some trailers, gentlemen. Bandit with Joshua Dumel and Mel Gibson. What this do we think? Looks, this looks like the best B movie we've seen a trailer for. I'll say generic, g- generic heist movie B. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I am full on board with the Mel Gibson will take any role at this point. <laughs> yeah. Fairly. Well, sure. I've I've been watching them all, and I, he's always the best thing in these movies. Look, I mean, of course, okay, he's no, listening. He may be a crazy old racist man. He's still Mel Gibson. It's true. Well, he's still a good actor, is, is what you just which said. Weirdly, is he's still a old racist man but that's fine yeah no you're right um but remember remember fat man we right listen i like that movie a lot it's a different it's a different kind of movie and a different take but it's i think it's clever and it does something different and i i gotta i gotta you know i appreciate not watching the same movies over and over watching a movie from a different kind of take sure i get that so i really like uh fat man and he's been in all kinds of stuff lately so that what i'm excited for uh, but anyway, Chris, what do you say? So you think this looks like a generic heist movie? It does, but this is the best B movie trailer we've seen in a long time, I think. So I, I, this movie doesn't look terrible. We'll see. I mean, it's one of those things. We will see. It's one of those. I can't judge it right now because it does look generic. But I don't. I don't like reading. You know, judging a book before I read the cover. So or by just by the cover. So which is what a trailer is. Mm-hmm. How about Raven's Hollow with my man William Mosley from Chronicles of Narnia? Also generic. Yeah, uh, I mean, I it's, a, it's a Shutter original, though. So. Yeah, I was gonna say it's on Shutter. Who? Oh, who I mean, really about gives a crap. Well, fine, well, but it's I, Edgar Allan. I like Shutter. Like, I love watching the Last Drive-In show. I think that shit is hilarious. Yeah. I think so. Shutter's had some interesting things. I know. Uh, I got the subscription. I watched several things. My mom loves horror movies, and she loves watching. You know, she'll seek out bad ones, and she'll you know watch the good ones. But she also she has very wonderful things to say about some of those movies on Shutter that mm-hmm. maybe we should think about maybe doing an off series shoot series. But I know Roger, you're not huge into the horror stuff, but um, there's some good stuff on Shutter. Whether this will be among them, I don't know. It's it's anyone's guess. I mean, it's a it's a movie about Edgar Allan Poe. It's about his. Mo- I mean, isn't it about the Raven? I think it's about him and how the Raven comes about. But. Yeah, but I mean, the Raven is a very famous work, maybe one of the most famous Poe works in literature. Yes, so, I mean, it's, it's a one of the deal. most famous literature works of all time. Yes, yeah. quaff the Raven. Quote. So that's uh, it's a big deal. So I'm excited. I'm excited because you know I like William Mosley from the Narnia stuff. I think he's always been good in everything I see him in. So yeah, I'm excited for that. And let's talk about the one I'm smiling the most about: about fate. 
with my mm. man Michael Arangano and um, what's her face Roberts Emma mm. Roberts. Mm. How, how how do we feel about this? You guys mm-hmm. know you, you guys know I'm all in. So how do you feel about it? Boo! <laughs> what if it's good though, Chris? What if it's good? What if it's it what if what if this is like? I want I want to break down this trailer for just a second. <laughs> all right. So the the premise behind this movie is a woman gets dumped like the what the day before the day before her sister's the day wedding before her sister's wedding. Okay, sure, whatever. Uh, turns out the other guy, um, which is the kid from what Sky High, right? That's the same kid. Yeah, that Mike Rangano. Yep, Sky yeah. High and the Forbidden Kingdom and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Um, love the movie Sky High, by the way. It's a great movie. Um, yeah, it should have always been a second one. I've said it for years. Um, but he ends up trying to propose to his girlfriend. Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess you propose to your girlfriend. Um, trying to propose to his girlfriend the day before New Year's Eve, and she's like, "Oh, this is a fake proposal." Before you really do it for real on New Year's Eve, um, because apparently some big party, and she wants to be that kind of person, whatever. Um, and they end up for some like weird trips, twist of fate. Then somebody ends up in the wrong apartment and. You know, they meet each other for the first time and uh, they hatch this, she comes up with him and Roberts comes up with this plan that they should, she should be here fake wedding date. And he says, I just have to be there by eight o'clock to do something else. And hilarity ensues, right? Mm-hmm. I assume if you, you know, your girlfriend thinks you're going to propose to her and you don't show up on time to the party you're supposed to propose to her at, she's going to find you and stab you to death. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I mean, I'm hell, pretty certain of it. Hell hath hell hath no fury. So this movie also has a character, and I don't have a last name, but I have a first name of Kip. All right, so we got that going for us. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm just saying. I just I was talking to someone. I was talking to someone about this weekend about rom coms and why we watch them. We know we know exactly the formula. We just want to watch like the stick on this one is. They meet for her sister's wedding, and of course they're going to fall in love, and they're probably going to get engaged on the wedding. It's it's going to be one of those wedding crashers, forty eight hours, and he's in love type of deal. But yep, fine, fine by me, fine by I me. Mean, what if honestly, it's just it ends in a murder suicide? It's not going to. But thanks for the <laughs> suggestion. Anyway, why do you always go there, Roger? Why is everything a murder suicide with you? I mean, because if I just said triple homicide, it makes me sound like some sort of monster. <laughs> Fair. So we, we 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 wouldn't want that. We wouldn't want that. No. Oh, no, boy. I'm a realist. Gentlemen, people have definitely been murdered for less than that kind of shit. So I just mean, want to play that out there right now. They definitely have, um, especially especially guys who break up with their soon to be uh, their girlfriend before her sister's wedding. I'm sure there are a few of those bodies floating down some some river somewhere in the U.S. <laughs> definitely, no, oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Hell hath no fear like that of a woman scorned for sure. All right, gentlemen, it is time for the movie of the week. Yes, day I'm excited day shift. I I don't I pff, I don't even want to I don't know. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, mm. day shift. Rotten Tomatoes. Let's take a look at it. A whopping fifty-seven on the tomato meter. I know that's actually higher than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to lay that out there right now. And another whopping sixty-five for audience score, six-five. So those I think those are a little higher than they should be. Honest to God, but. Man, I don't know what I was expecting from this. I wasn't expecting. I just, I was ex- I, I don't know. Well, during the discussion, we'll get into it. But it's all right. Let's take a look. Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, 
Natasha Leobordizo, Megan Good. That's who that is, Megan Good. Carla Souza, Snoop Dogg, directed by directed by JJ Perry. Let's talk about it. Roger, tell us what Day Shift is about. Vampires. Fiend. Score it. Done. Uh, it's a little more than just vampires. Hunting but, vampires. Yeah, but it's, I mean, again, the shtick on this one is it's it's like it's done. A in group of people form. that hunt vampires. There you go. Thank you. Adam, one word of your time. Thank you. It was uh, like three. Three words. <laughs> Day Shift. You have, you have more of a what, what's it about than that or just that? Uh, he hunts them during the day. He does because he's on the day shift. shift. Yes. Oh, let's get into it. Okay. Do you see how good this is, huh? Oh my goodness. Huh? So let's get into it, Jamie Fox. I expect better from you in the future. Thank you, sir. Mm. Do we? So, yes, Jamie. I think Jamie Fox is a well above. Uh, he's a well above average actor. He's one I mean, of the better actors in Hollywood. I think he can only make the writing so much better than it actually is, though. Too. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't turn bad writing into gold. You just can't. You you, you can only do so much with bad writing mm-hmm. before it's just bad writing. And yes. there's and there's there's a lot of it in this movie. Unfortunately, there's a ton of it. But that's all coming. Unfortunately, in there's a ton of it. All right, all right let's get into this. <laughs> all right. I hear Bud Jablonski, Jamie Fox, is a father who is estranged from his we we assume wife. Are we assuming they were married at one point? They have been. Yeah. Oh, they are married. Yeah, yeah they're divorced. Okay, yeah, they're now divorced, and he has a great affinity for his daughter, loves his daughter more than anything in the world. Trying to be a good father, also trying to get back with his with his uh with his wife. Um he's really but he, he can't quite seem to make his life work. And he has a weird job. He hunts he has a he has an pool cleaner. Well, that's what in quotes pool cleaner. That's what that's what he is. What he tells the family, but he is he's hunting vampires and he's very good at it. He's very skilled. Now, let's talk about this opening scene where I got no less than five red flags. Ooh, let's talk. Yeah, about I'm, that. I'm interested to see what these are because you did mention that to us ahead of time. Well, here's the here's a for okay. I'd already seen it by the time he sent that, so I'm anxious to see what uh, what he says here. All right, this is where I think this is the Netflix formula of oh, let's make all of our stuff light, funny, and snappy because people love that. Here's the thing: we already so we don't really establish much lore about these vampires going into it. Not really, no. We just get into it. Uh, he's down on his luck, but he's going in on his first hunt. We see you see it in the trailer. He walks in, just shoots the old woman in the chest. We're like, oh. If you haven't seen, if you don't know it's what a vampire movie, what are you doing movie, in my house? Bam! And then there's a fight, and it's this long three, four minute fight that has me perplexed. Um, B or A, he would just shoot without even. There's this weird writers trying to be more clever than they are, and uh, trust me, they're not clever. Of he wouldn't waste any time talking. He would just, he would just, as soon as he saw her, he would just shoot her. But there's a clever little like dialogue exchange before it happens, and then he shoots her. They fight. During this fight, we learn that vampires are hurt by sunlight. Yet, yes, he doesn't remove the drapes on the on the room that is otherwise almost all window. Okay, so I had that. At least I thought about that too. All right, there's. I'll agree with that point. Sure. Okay, we'll, we'll refute that point. We'll, we'll I can. I'm good with it. Okay, fine. Okay. Next, he doesn't. He doesn't fight the vampire as he would because we, of course, 
we have to get these wrestling moves in. Netflix thinks they're so awesome with these wrestling, the suplexes and the like some sort of badass, yeah, um, parkour, whatever. Yeah, no. Um, and then he doesn't he he doesn't take the killing blow when he could. He doesn't shoot him when he could. Like you see how these red flags start to mount up real quick. It's like when our it's it's like just in a highly stylized movie, like when when the hero or the villain when the villain just doesn't kill the hero. He has to say that last phrase, which gives our Monologue. hero, which gives our hero the, those few precious seconds they need to just to get the clip in the gun and pull it, whatever they need to do. But like, just get it over with. Just kill this person and be done with it. Or writers tell me why they can't. But don't. But if you're if you're gonna do this thing where the fight sequence has to be three minutes, that's not good enough. You gotta tell me why instead of show me why. But sure. Um, um, didn't we have a vampire movie that has like the weird wrestling move thing? in it before but like as the one guy was trying to hit him with a wrestling move like our hero just like pal drove him into the ground and snapped its neck do you remember that i don't but i'm sure it, i'm sure it there, there was a movie like that where like it was just like a guy tried to do like this weird like flip kick and a guy caught him in the air and slammed him down on the back of his neck and broke his neck oh that so. was in um army of the dead okay okay so it was okay that, okay i knew i'd seen that recently so yeah good Stupid fucking zombies. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Vampire zombies. Terrible um, combination. Yeah. Well, it's it's a weird combination. It's it doesn't make I mean, it's just this whole movie's weird, is what is what it is. And it's I don't even know if it's like it's it's definitely rated R, but do you guys think it should be rated R? Well, I mean they curse a good bit. I mean I guess and there is a good bit of violence in this movie, right? Like stylized, glorified zombie again not zombie, sorry, vampire killing, but it's basically zombie killing, right? Right. Yeah. Indiscriminate amounts of bullets. Yeah, but you, I mean we do get this sweet thing with Snoop Dogg and a minigun. That's awesome. You can say the same about Blade, though, then. So, I mean, it, it's fair that there's vampire well, in your vampire movie. Sure, and that's okay, but Blade is awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. That's well, That matters. Well, Blade, and, Blade and Blade 2 are both awesome movies. <laughs> like, exceptional movies for their genre, for sure. And time. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. High-level um, effects but It's like this. Too. So... By the opening scene, what are we what are we classifying this movie as? Like, what what are the tags you can like? I mean, is this like a vampire action comedy? Vampire. Okay, that's fair. That's what I was gonna ask. Vampire action comedy. Yeah, um, yep. sounds about right. That just seems like a genre that shouldn't exist. <laughs> I mean, all right. This, if you use this movie as the example, then no, you'd be correct. I mean, it just there's a whole lot of the movie that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I'm actually, I'll take it one step farther. Vampire buddy cop. Yeah, oh, fine. That's actually kind of an interesting way to look at it just, too. Again, just, rules that we don't. I mean, other vampires lose their head and they're dead. Yeah, no, one. They mention the fact that there's certain vampires where if you cut they do. Off, they do. They do make sure that you get this like three minute explanation of the types of vampires and like why some of them die and why some of them don't. And yeah. I mean, at least that was useful information because the one thing I did wonder about is, are there going to be more of this type of movie? Like, is okay, this the yeah. first yeah. of oh, a couple I'm, of day shifts? Well, it'd be a way. I don't think Jamie Foxx would have done it if there's not a promise of more of these. 
Well, say this is he's got a contract with Netflix, he does. so he's probably got a couple of things he's got to work through. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get a second day shift movie because they definitely set characters up to return as well. We thought the same thing about Bright, though. Well, so Bright is still on their dock. It's still on the docket. It's still there. Well, whatever. Hold on. But whatever. Everything Will Smith is attached to is frozen yeah, that's, indefinitely. That's the thing is Will Smith is now the wild card for that. It had already been too long beforehand, and now it's just like pause. I mean, <laughs> you absolutely know that if if it comes out, they're going to put a slap scene in the movie, but whatever. Uh, they have to. Mm. They, they have to, Chris. You're, I mean, oh, I don't man. think that. <laughs> Look, Netflix isn't above it. Netflix is absolutely not above it. <laughs> I mean, them. Hold on, hold on. I would hope to God Will Smith is though. <laughs> hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Historically, the Oscars have not been kind to Netflix. So this putting a slap in the movie would li- quite literally be slapping the Academy. I mean, I mean, also, Bright is not ever going to get nominated for anything. Exactly. Don't have to worry about it. And, and Will Smith probably won't for a long time, if ever again, anyway. so He's probably done. <laughs> I mean, she's still going to make movies and you know be one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood, but his nomination, After a day, while. His, his nomination <laughs> days are definitely done. I hope during the Oscars so, next year they premiere another movie trailer for his next movie. <laughs> so, How so bold. You, you mentioned um, uh, Jamie Foxx, I Expect Better From You. You, you remember mm-hmm. he did Project Power, right? Right, Grayson? Yeah, but that's, again, it's... It wasn't great Fine, no, no, that's a Chris. That's a great point. He did do Project Power with them on Netflix, which also was a major letdown. Yep. Yep. Well, so, I mean, you may expect better from Jimmy Fox, and that's fair to say because I mean he is one of our better actors. I mean, Oscar nominated, Oscar winner, right? Yeah. Jimmy Fox. Um, I do not ever expect better from Netflix. Let's just remember though, when Netflix is at its peak, Netflix is as good as anybody. Yeah. But. And Netflix, Netflix just decidedly sliding scale <laughs> of what we even consider watchable, right? That's, that, that's you're right. That's just it. It's a weird. They also have formulas, though. They put into effect of these certain movies that you can look. We've watched enough Netflix originals that you can definitely tell there's 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 formulas. Just like the Marvel oh. movies now have formulas that like checkbox of things they have to include. They have to include this much comedy and this many fight scenes. You know, it's a very formula that they follow for these. While I was watching this movie, I actually had the thought occur to me that I don't think Netflix has multiple writing teams for each genre. I think it's the same. I think it's the same six or seven guys for every comedy movie that exists on Netflix. Actually, I'll, I'll raise you one better. I bet it's two teams. But they just keep rotating them around from one team to another. So the, <laughs> <laughs> the yep. same things keep happening yeah. over and over again. Well, yeah, but it doesn't. I, I, it, it, I, see, it does, it's, it's, a, it's all the same at yep. this point. We have and enough a, sampling. But a reference point I'll take you back to, Roger. And Chris, I don't know if you – you may have talked about this. It's just been a while. I don't know. Yesterday. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. With, yeah, yesterday was okay. trash. Jennifer Garner. So that's a movie also you have – I mean, look, Jennifer Garner in my book, she's a fucking superstar. Jennifer Garner is one of the best actresses on the planet. I will I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. Um, no, probably not. So that script is atrocious. Mm-hmm. The writer of Yesterday, one point five million dollars. Yeah, well, I know me and you talked about that in private a lot. <laughs> is okay. So, but that's the thing is, but it also Yesterday also is has been mega viewed. Yesterday's like on their list of like most viewed things. 
So they obviously have a formula they put into these things. And like that fell under that fell that fell under target audience's family. This is the family This is the family formula. Now day shift, who's the target audience for day shift? Us. Yeah, like our demographic guys. You know, people. Not necessarily guys, but guys men, nineteen to forty-five. You know, probably you know probably that same age demographic for women too. I mean, it's it's about that same kind of high school, college, a little a little after, maybe a lot after age. But like, it's also, but they're employing. Okay, there's that formula then. You know, and this movie falls right into that formula of you got to have so much comedy, you got to have so many stupid one-liner comedies that people think are clever, but they're really not. You know, it's just that bothers me. It's starting to bother me because these movies are really starting to suck. <laughs> wow hey, they're not starting, damn they're not starting to suck they just haven't got any better i think is a way to to look at it well and, actually i i i don't want to step on you here for a second chris yeah, yeah. i would argue like i understand what he's saying they're probably getting worse you think not that they're not getting bad well well netflix knows netflix knows you're not getting rid of them anymore netflix knows they're the they're the ones in the, in your house they also know the theaters might be on, on their way out so I mean, I mean, even though they raised their money, they raised stuff up, they lost subscribers. They're still pumping out these. Actually, they're still pumping out content that cost a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. So, I don't know. Just go back to the writing for a second. Did it feel like that our main character was too? This movie was a hundred million dollars, by the way. Was it really? Just so yes. Oh, well, there's so many. Stories. I expect. There's, I expected that though. From what we so, saw, I expected. There there, so there's a lot stories. in this movie that I can actually see. Yeah. Money being, I still Spiderhead still don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but so back to my point, uh, it felt like that our main character was two different people. Because there's some scenes where he's this overconfident, awesome badass, but then when he's in dialogue with like people, like people above him or people, you know, or certain people, he's just this bumbling fool and like says the weirdest, dumbest, non-funny, funny shit, right? Because like think about his whole conversation with his with with um his boss. Think about the conversations he has with um the the, the brothers uh, that that help him clear the nest. The Nazarian brothers who are yeah, awesome. They are. They are. Give me, listen. Give me them as the star of this movie, and I'll watch it all day. <laughs> this is a bunch of British, like sleeveless bros high fiving each other, just slaughtering vampires. <laughs> well, listen so, okay. to blasting techno. You wouldn't be okay, here for so, that. So with okay, so with the mention of those brothers, with the mention of the, the slightly comical bad writing that's kind of meant to be bad writing. Let's let's take into let's take into consideration Hold on. one very legendary movie. I have a, I have a Hold on, I have a problem with that statement you just made about what the, the intentional bad writing. No, no, intent. Like, they're trying to be funny. Sorry, it, I I worded it wrong. They're the bad, but trying to be intentionally funny writing. Okay, okay. All right. I didn't mean for it to be intentionally. I didn't mean. I mean, look, no one writes to intentionally be bad. They want their writing to be good, but they're also trying to make it. Um, they're trying to make it funny too, but clever. But it just just, yeah, just didn't trying work. too hard. So, but yeah. let's so. Uh, from a director who's been in the limelight for a while now, Sam Raimi is Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two are two of the best movies in that. And 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 they're I mean they are sillier, especially Evil Dead Two. It embraces what Evil Dead was. It makes it. My name is Ash. Yeah, and this he, is my boomstick. And then in the third one, he goes back in time with a chainsaw and a shotgun and fights a skeleton army. It's it's just, yeah, fuck yeah, brother. But like <laughs> that's that's on the other other spectrum of campy that works and is great. And like I just I'm not quite sure Day Shift worked. And let's talk about another one, Fright Night. 
there was the original, and then there's the remake with Colin Farrell and Antoine. No, what's it? Also, and Anton Yelchin, that's his name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or Star, from Star Trek. Um, though the first Friday night was that was was really well received. It was clever. It moved. It was, you know, the the dialogue between the kid and the vampire. It, it moved. It was it was clever and it worked. And then you have the remake with Colin Farrell and the the late Ant, Anton. Is that I don't forget, I forget his it's name. It's Yelchin. Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Um, where. You have that one really well done scene where Colin Farrell goes as the vampire who has to be invited in, goes to the back door, knocks on him, and he talks to and and Yelchin knows. He has he's he's suspected for a while now that he's a vampire, and there's that weird tension where during this conversation, they each learn that they know about the other. Hundred percent. And it's a weird, wonderful tension that even in a silly movie like Fright Night, it just fucking works. Now let me ask you, did you, Chris, you may not, Roger, have you seen Fright Night, the remake? Uh, yeah, but it's been a long time. What about you, Chris, or the original Fright Night? Mm-hmm. No, not Because the conversation happens in both movies. So, but you, but you have definitely seen Evil Dead. Yeah. Okay. Was there anything in Day Shift that you would say kind of like Evil Dead or kind of like Fright Night in the, in, in the execution and or clever quality? No, but I don't. I don't think so. But can I can I bring up one other thing though? Is like we don't really get vampire rules in this movie either. Mm-hmm. Besides sunlight and silver and beheading, because um, like he talks about having like garlic stuff, but they don't say what the garlic does to him. Um, it's not like Blade, where he's like UV light burns him because UV light does burn them in this movie, as we see. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually stuff like that kind of bothers me. And I'm not trying to say this is like some serious action movie, but like. I'm used to movies having rules, zombie rules, vampire rules, werewolf rules, right? Well, we um, usually get an explanation of that stuff. But we don't in this one. I mean, we get a little bit because he's explaining to uh, Dave Franco's character about how you got to take him out, you know. But it's just enough to make that conversation work, but it's not enough to like establish rules of the world. Yeah. You know, and that's what Netflix has been really bad about lately is they don't answer it. It's like every movie is made by J.J. Um, Abrams. There's more fucking questions than any answers ever. You know, watch Lost. How many? You have 10,000 questions, you get three answers by the end of that series. It's just like anything he makes, like the Star Wars. Whose eyes are we looking into? Whose eyes are those? He never answers that. And that's one of the biggest mysteries now in the Star Wars universe. Um, that's the same thing in this one. Like Netflix, they, they're making these movies and they don't care about closing the loops. They don't care about... Oh man, we didn't we didn't define the rules of the the vampire zombies in this movie. Nope. We have, do we have to do it? And and then they they look at the executive producer and he he goes, nah, don't worry yeah. about it. Exactly. <laughs> he does like the, he does like that half shoulder shrug thing, like yeah. eh. because right. because and I, because and I'll bet you half the people that watch this movie don't even realize that. True. And Netflix now knows that. By their I mean, numbers. we do we do watch movies more critically than most folks, but it's. The thing is, too, is this movie fails on multiple fronts for me because it's never enough action. It's never enough comedy to be one type of movie than it is the other. Um, I do like the interactions between Jamie Foxx's character, Bud, and what's the what's Dave Franco's character's name? I forget off the top of my head. Oh, he's the uh, – hold on. I got you. I got you. Seth. Seth. I do enjoy their interactions with each other, especially towards the end as they come to some sort of understanding, like after Seth is t- – spoiler – turned – um, I enjoyed him in that role because I think I listen. I think Dave Franco is funny. Uh, I just do. Um, now that being said, 
uh, I don't really have any overall problems with this movie. It's just not very good, right? Well, no. Here's the thing. Here's the other side. Of what I was saying is the writing may be terrible, but like this movie is, it's very well and capably made. Like the production value is really high. Sure. I mean, I guess the thing is too is like I, I don't think this movie is awful, but it's serviceable at best. You know what I mean? That's the that's the key phrase at best. It's you know, not like, overly long, so I guess that's okay. No, it gets uh, to the point, and it's like I can't – the whole thing – like my favorite character isn't even a principal character. It's Snoop Dogg's character. Big John? Big I did John. like Big John. Big John because yeah. like it's got that – I mean like in, you know, and I'm the spoiler. Like when he comes out of the sewer in the end, like I was like I knew it. I knew it. Yep. I knew it. And it's that same syndrome with like – you remember Mars Attacks? Mm-hmm. That like wonderfully – like the wonderfully crafted kind of movie – um, and the, the, the guy who ends up boxing those aliens and they, and they, they overpower him. And then in the end, you just see him stroll into the hotel. Like, 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 like he made it out of there alive. You know, mm-hmm. like you're like, who cares how he did it? I'm just happy. He's there. Same with Snoop Dogg. Like, I don't like, I was very happy to see that, that he crawled out of the sewer and it, it really helped my analysis of this movie because if that character hadn't come back. I may have probably thought a lot worse than I do of this movie right now. So, okay. So uh, I have another question about uh, the Jamie Foxx character. Did you guys feel like that at any point, because I, I felt this way, that this almost this movie wasn't meant for Jamie Foxx, that this could have been that this movie could have been played or meant for or maybe written for uh, Kevin Hart? Mm. I don't think I ever got that vibe per se, but now that you say it, I don't. I can't necessarily say that's wrong because there's a lot of that, <laughs> well, there's a lot of the like whenever there's a lot of like those that what, what's the word I'm looking for the, like the freestyle comedy that mm-hmm. just the the quick and panic back and forth riffing yeah like and, and like the quick and panicked one liners of like uh, of him pointing out things that and make, making it funnier than what it trying to make it funnier than what it is which it just it's it like it's like I'm watching Man from Toronto again. Like okay. That's exactly what his comedy felt like when he was the dumber version of his character. Well, so, Man from Toronto is a Netflix movie. I mean, they definitely have that same kind of vein. Mm-hmm. Like they're not overly different from it each just, other. Just, no, I can see what you're sure. I can see what you're saying, though, Chris. I could definitely. There's definitely an argument to be made there, and I wonder because I mean, Kevin Kevin Hart is in with Netflix. He is 100. So maybe they did start this movie with the intent on him doing it, and there for some reason he had to. He had to drop out, and then Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. graciously stepped in to fill that, Maybe. which again is a good choice. Um, I'm looking at the um, the 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 IMDb trivia, and usually they have like Something actors like actress yeah. who turned down the role and picked it up. Uh, I'm not seeing anything like that, unfortunately. Could you, could you imagine Kevin Hart and Jamie and uh, Dave Franco working together? That'd be cool. Well, that might, that might be funny as yeah, shit. That might be a cool movie. Now. I actually, I actually didn't. I didn't mind the duo of Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco, though. No, I, I thought didn't it, mind them. I thought it worked well, especially well, before he gets turned. I thought it was even better. Well, I mean, they're both they're both really they're both good actors and just in, from different veins. I think so. It's I'm not surprised that you know that they were fine together, but it just it does it this didn't feel like it was supposed to be Jamie Foxx's movie at first. That's I a fair like, it's a fair assessment. I didn't think yeah. about that, but that's a fair assessment. Um, I mean, it. I could see where you're right, though. I could see, I could see Kevin Hart in that role, especially in the first like 20, 30 minutes of this movie. After, like, after Grandma's house, the massacre there happens. Uh-huh. Like, after that scene, for like the next twenty minutes, I just, 
I, I couldn't help but picture Kevin Hart in this movie instead of Jamie Foxx. Like all the lines, just the way it's laid out, the way he's kind of a, you know, he's a, he's a failed, you know, vampire hunter, you know, one time now, you know, whatever. It's just, it, I'm, not, I'm not sure that he could have, I'm not sure he could have done the physical stuff though. I mean, mm, I don't, he's in pretty good shape. Well, good shape or not, I'm not sure he can do. He doesn't well, have the he same. He wouldn't be as intimidating as Jamie Foxx. That's is. what I was going to say. He's not. Yeah. He, he doesn't have the physical prowess of I Jamie Foxx. But I think that's one of the reasons why I feel like that Jamie Foxx's character feels like two characters at times, because the comedy version of this character feels so off, like this badass, capable dude. That I feel like that there was an original script that maybe. It was more of a buddy cop movie, and it was Dave Franco and Kevin Hart fumbling through this together. Okay, I mean, like I said, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that will come out some it, someday. It sounds like it a better does, movie, which is sad. I don't. Th- I think Jamie Fox is the better choice. I really no, do. No, for for what we got here, yes, I agree with that. But I just the, he's a, he's the better choice in a bad film. You guys want to know something that is weird to me that I found out when we were doing this? What's that? Um. You know, Dave Franco is 37 years old. Oh, yeah. He's old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 37. Don't say old as fuck. Come on now. He, he's, he's older. Well, no, but he's older than you think he is. He is. Yep. He is. Well, but so are most actors in Hollywood, though. Yeah, but it's just like, damn, Dave Franco's 37. What happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened to me? I'm 37. Look where I am. But that, yeah, yeah, no, that's weird. I mean, I, I, I get you. Um, There's a lot of. The... So let's talk about the story for a second. Okay. I mean, this could. I mean, this story could easily be just a cop drama where a guy who's just having trouble with his family, but he has to deal with, you know. I mean, you could. I mean, the vampires are just stand-ins for criminals on the street, or Junkies, some or zombies, or some matter. criminal, some criminal he's been trying to take down for a while, whatever. Which is Audrey the vampire. Yeah. So let's. I mean, this could be a cop drama, and they decided to do this, which is fine. I don't have a problem with this. Um, it's. It's what they do with the vampires, I think, is just fucking ridiculous. It's like they never have to they, – they, I mean they, they have all the bullets they need. They never have to worry about bullets. I mean when it matters, it matters. But when it, when, they, when, it, when it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Like when they need to reload for a story for a story point, then they need to reload. But when they, when they don't need to reload, then yeah, shoot 30 bullets out of the, out of the handgun. It's fine. Yeah, yeah I, I did think about that a lot. There was uh, quite a few things I'm like, this dude ever going to reload? Yeah. Like, no. All right then. <laughs> I just you it, it happens so often. I just like I don't even don't my, even think about stuff like that my anymore. Wife, my wife maybe watched fifteen minutes of this movie, and she said it. And she said in that fifteen minute string, they never have to reload, do they? So yeah, it's it, well, it's I a mean, thing. One thing movies have been getting better with lately, and I just I'm, I meant to say I did watch John Wick on the plane, so I really did. Enjoy yes. Um, one thing that they were really good movies have been getting better with i think is those kind of films like the john wick movies and is the john wick the atomic blondes um you know all the assassin movies is there i think they're getting better with the you you have to count the bullets and make sure more realistic gunplay yes. more realistic gunplay like reloading when after shooting 12 bullets instead of having a gunfight of 27 handgun bullets and then you reload like, that's wholly unrealistic but i mean they are getting i don't know there are times at day shift when they focus on clip size and the amount of shotgun shells he has, and that matters. And then there are other times where it just it doesn't matter because he shoots fifty rounds out of his pistol before he reloads, mm-hmm. and it just, that bothers me. Either pay attention to it or don't. Don't yeah. have this hybrid. <laughs> it either way, yeah, please I mean, don't do a mix of it. That's the, the hybrid's the worst because all you're doing is pointing out to me that at some points in the movie you really didn't give a crap about that. 
Yeah. So I mean, I mean that's what bothers me the most. I think they give her a lot of, about a lot of things though, because like your villain was weak and you know not memorable, and then you had that weird like last minute team up with the the girl from Apartment Nineteen. You know, it's like I don't know if Netflix was checking boxes or but again you know, that comes out of nowhere. That's what yeah. I mean though. It's just it's just all the you know. I'm 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 here to find some things out. That's the person he went to find things out from. Like, yeah, okay. He's like karate kicked the door open. Like you met this chick two days ago. Yeah, like, you know, and you figured this whole thing. Bro, out. Bro, this is super rapey. And, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What's happening here? And then it's like, and, and now we're friends. And then we go. We tr- he trusted her more than he trusted Seth after he got turned. True. I, mean, I, I understand that, but I mean, it's it's all plot convenience. I it's know, all like it's, it's, it's all. But like the same with like you remember in Transformers Two where they go to find there's a an Energon reading in the museum and and then they find and then there's a Decepticon logo on the plane. He transforms. He's like, oh no, it's okay. I switch sides. Don't <laughs> worry. Like it's oh, all plot. Okay. It's all, yes. it's all plot convenience, and that's what bothers me is why can't we just focus on writing like instead of Netflix putting out. 300 things a year let's focus on putting out one new thing a week but it's one new feature a week but it's great yeah well when you have two writing teams you can't really say <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah you're not wrong i mean it's just when joe you- from action writing needs a week off it's a stretch for the whole department yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just it i mean i I'd, I'd rather have you know, fifty okay, great to good to great movies, then five hundred middling at best movies from Netflix a year. So here's here's the thing with a movie like this from Netflix, is yeah, listen, this movie's not very good. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys have gotten that vibe here, um, listener, that we don't really enjoy it that much. Um, but this is by far not the worst thing I've ever watched from Netflix. Like, I didn't hate this movie. It's just corny to me. Like, it's so overblown it's corny and i think that that hurts this movie a little bit because it could have been better than that well it's not altogether unwatchable no it's not and it's kind of fun again the high production value it really saves this movie from being a two you know know what i love his truck by the way i think his truck is badass well i mean his truck to me is no different than the thing you remember from Hubie, Hubie Halloween, where he that thing in his pocket turns into be like any and any tool he needs to be, it can do. Remember that whatever that what like a canteen or whatever, I forget what he had in his pocket, but like it it, it doubled as like forty seven different tools in the movie, but like his truck to me is like that is like a, it's kind of like it does what it needs to do and it's kind of a badass truck. Yeah. So I that's what I enjoy about that and it's, and there's certain aspects of the movie I like and I I'm, don't mean to say I didn't like it but. You know, in the final confrontation, for instance, is the villain is so dead set on killing this guy and his family. And he's human and she's not. She's got super strength, super speed. She just killed them all immediately. That's my point is that's I understand, Grayson. They can't kill the they can't kill the hero. But I get that. But then you in the script, you as the writer and the filmmaker, you have to sell me on reasons why that doesn't happen immediately. And in this movie, it's not good enough. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I'm very disappointed Fair. in that too. It's like, oh man, I just I hate to go on a diatribe about this, but it just this movie could have. When you're putting hundred million dollars into something, put some effort into it, folks. Don't just turn in a I paper mean, you wrote. I want less action, more story. Like that's okay, right? No, you're 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 not you're not wrong. I 
But again, there are some things in this movie I really liked. I liked the gunplay for when it works. I thought the choreography was fun. Uh, I liked Snoop Dogg and his minigun. I liked that last fight sequence in the mall. I thought that was, you know, for as silly as that is, which again ends yeah, up it's in... A, it's all right. It's an all right gunfight. It ends up in an underground temple, which who knows how long that was there. Yeah. Um, it's fun. You know, it just... It, I, I, on a non-critical level, I think Day Shift works a whole lot better. Then yeah. when you're looking at it as trying to be a serious movie. And I can't what I can't figure out is how they got Jamie Foxx to do this. Because he doesn't usually money. do stuff like this. That's well, yes, yeah, yeah, money. of course. Money. You know, you, enough zeros and you can get anyone to do anything for sure. Sure. But I know there's people out there that really enjoyed this. I talked to some people, I was hanging out with my friends all weekend, and one of them really liked it, and he gave really? counterpoints why he liked it. At least I can see why people would like this movie. I mean, it does check a lot of boxes for like a dude movie, right? You're right, it does. And he said he really enjoyed the kind of the hokey, not reloading and fi- you know fighting off hundreds of vampires at a time. And I can see why you'd like that if you if that's your kind of if you're sitting down just to watch something to kill time. And that, I can see why you'd like that. It just yeah. it just doesn't appeal to me. So, but I want to be clear in saying just because it doesn't appeal to me doesn't mean I don't see some value in it. No, it, that's fair. Like I, mean, I said, I, I can definitely see why this, people would watch this movie, and that's okay. I mean, this whole podcast is, was, was built on finding, even among a polished turd like Holmes and Watson, you find something to like about it. I did not give to zero. <laughs> Fuck them. I know you did. Um, but, I mean, I, it's just one of those things. So, I mean, I like the family. I like the daughter. Oh, the, the, the daughter to me is another red flag is – she, I mean, even in this, even in this universe, I think the daughter is as unreal as you can possibly be. Sure. So oh, I mean, yeah. e- but even in its own universe, that's bad. That is terrible. So, just um, yeah. just to go back to an earlier point, um, according to Wikipedia, in 2021, Netflix put out 216 original titles worldwide. Movies, just movies. I, yeah. you know, and like. I'll bet you twenty of them were 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 over like were over seventy on Metacritic. I mean, probably. <laughs> or it, it's, I mean, maybe that, even thirty. Maybe even thirty were worth watching. Well, I'm just trying to think. Could Netflix get away with maybe breaking that down to like like you said, like like one a week, releasing like one thing a week, even worldwide? Two. That's still two because then you cut it to 104, 105, and you move along. No, you're not, you're you're not you're not right. It's just I don't I don't know, Chris. You got but thank you for finding that statistic. I didn't well, know the actual well, statistic. At this point, on average, they're putting out four new titles a week. But you see, you see what I mean about about content just getting buried. Sure. You know, because if you have it, like, let's say, you know, Rod, let's say you and your wife have a like, oh no, we're gonna watch this movie. Well, you're a bad example because you have a podcast. But anyone yes. who's like, you know, we're gonna watch I, this movie comes out Friday. We're gonna order pizza. We're gonna watch it, and then for some reason you don't they, they they don't get to it. By next week, when they finally can order pizza and sit down, a ton of other stuff has come out. Yeah, oh. something else is in front of it. That's yeah, so sure. I mean, it's just it's weird smorgasbord of shit these days with how much content there is, and unfortunately, Day Shift is gonna get it's gonna get viewed more than other things that should get viewed. All I'm it, trying to say is Joe from Action needs a damn vacation. Like, give that man a break. <laughs> <laughs> that man is, he's working. He wrote 216 scripts. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> give, give, the man a, give the man a paid vacation. Let geez. him take his family to, to somewhere, man. Like, geez. 
Did you did you also love the the manager of their little of the of the agency that hunts vampires? No. I kind of all, I did I like him. his character. I, I liked he was just like a stressed out like he he should have been a chain smoker. You know, like just stressed out like I don't care. You guys always mess everything up. You know, just one of those kind of kind of guys, but I I don't Okay, we haven't talked much about Franco's character is, you know, he's in there. I mean, I I I really kind of was ho- like I was surprised Spoiler alert! When he gets turned, I was surprised that happened. I was surprised I, that the movie let that happen. I was surprised they did too, but then I was annoyed that they did it so unceremoniously. He was just oh. laying on the floor, fucking turned. Okay, thanks. You know, like, <sighs> and then like yes. so. Another another red flag I have is his head falls off. Like you know what skin doesn't do is reattach without kind of medical and like medical stuff doing it. He had some blood, bro. Yeah, and he got some blood, and then the next scene, the very next scene, after literally in a in an edit, in a cut, it cuts away after he's drank this miracle blood, and there's no, there's not even any blood there. It's not a mark anymore. It's just gone. Yep. Like, yeah. What is what is that? He, he's a vampire. I don't know. Look, <laughs> I understand about what are you I, complaining about? Look, I don't know. He's a vampire now. He's fine. He's gonna mm. be fine when he drinks some blood. I mean, what do you want from this movie? It's not great. <laughs> I mean, I w- I'm just, I'm usually harder on the bad ones than I am on the good, than, than, I, than I am praising the good ones, because I just, this movie could have been okay. You know, with, with a little attention to more detail, this movie, with a couple of tweaks, it could have been a much better movie. Sure, I agree to that. But yeah, I mean, look at, so look at, I mean, Look at another silly movie. We won't even talk about movies in the genre. Look at like a movie like The Mummy and The Mummy, like The Mummy and The Mummy Returns of Brendan Fraser. Like both those movies are excellent because sure. they're silly. They're silly move. They're silly B movies in a B movie genre, but they also like their very careful attention is paid to the writing and the character development and the character arcs. There's, there's just there's not that same attention to detail in this one. You know, I just. I don't know why I'm going. I don't know why I'm so angry at this movie. I just, I, I just am. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Netflix now. I mean, this is the first time I can say that I watched two separate Netflix movies with two separate sets of actors in it, and it feels like movies I've already seen before on Netflix. Because you, because we have, they're just a little bit changed. That's what I mean. So, I mean, let's. So, let's move. You guys want to move to score this bad boy? Yes. Sure. Score this thing. All right. I want to go first. All right. Okay. And I just, I had a fun time watching it. And I, th- I think the movie's okay. And this movie is it's just right down the middle at a five for me. Hmm. Um, there's some interesting things going on with it. There's a lot of okay writing. There's a lot of bad writing. I like Jamie Foxx's character. Uh, I like the boss. I like Franco. I think Jamie Foxx and Franco were, were a great character. I love Snoop Dogg. Like, I don't know. I love Snoop Dogg's Big John, the legendary vampire hunter. Love yep. Snoop Dogg in this. So to me, it's I can recommend to someone who's into this, but unfortunately, I can't. A five is where it sits. I'll say that five is where it sits for me. Okay, Chris, you want to go? Or you want me to go? I'll go. So okay. for the same point that you're making, Grayson, where this I, I love the cast of this of this movie, and I don't know, it, it it does have a good cast, a lot of actors I really like, and somehow this movie's still only a three. This movie sucks. I could have I could have spent my time doing anything else with my kids 
or anything than watching this film and it wasted my time and I hate that feeling. I would have much rather tried to successfully teach my four-year-old how to actually write and uh, how to teach her calligraphy than watch this movie. That would have been a better time. Hmm. Interesting. Three. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's quite that bad. You know, obviously, I, I just don't think it's very good. Uh, I think this movie's a four. It rolls just below the average mark for me. Uh, I don't hate every bit of it. Uh, it's, I just don't think it's got anything overly redeeming to it. Um, I don't mind some of it. Uh, I may, this is not an unwatchable again movie for me, um, but there won't be a whole lot of people I'd recommend this to. Like, I think my dad would love this movie just because he'd think it's funny that they're shooting vampires and shit like that. But, you know, I don't exactly recommend the Oscar winning movies to him. So, well, I mean, go, sorry, Chris, go, go. It's okay. I can just, I can just think of so many other movies in this genre that I would rather watch. So many. Well, right, but I mean, like, you wouldn't have known that unless you watched this, though. That's the thing. That, that's fair, and that's why I can now rate it and give it a three, the one that the, the score that it deserves. <laughs> All right, uh, that's I, fair. I mean, we're, I this watch, is a pretty far apart for us, three and a five. It's, it's I, a would, pretty decent. I would watch Army of the Dead again before I'd watch this. I, well, I, think, Army the, I, I think Army of the Dead is a better movie. I do, too. Um, I would like – I'm curious to see how that show Thieves – or what's the – the thieves army of thieves yeah on on netflix i'm curious to see i want to jump into that eventually but i'm curious to see how that does but i'm sure it's going to be i'm sure it's better than day shift Hmm. as an overall product but again that's a bold statement for someone like me i I haven't seen it so i can't again i'm making a statement i don't know anything is it out yeah for a while yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's what i thought it's got a 69 on rotten tomatoes nice nice (laughs) dude let's give a beat love that that joke was better than anything in this movie, so it's fine. Uh, that's because I said it. Well, again, I mean, guys, I, the production value is good, though. That's the thing. Is like It's got great production value, and it's got interesting gunplay. And there's, so, I mean, like I can't score it less than a five. I, I, I don't know. I just Great production. No, and hold on. You say great production value, but I, I think after we're done here, you should turn on the minigun scene and watch the fiery and the explosions and how – bad that looks it looks like it's from ms paint people <laughs> dropping jpegs in there seriously watch, watch things explode from the minigun scene you will change your mind on the production value you had me at watch things explode yes. <laughs> it's oh just boy. i don't know there's uh, how far are we willing to forgive the negatives of a movie because that's good production value 100 percent no is that, too much is that worth five points is production value in cast worth? No, but I think it's worth at least a point. You know, I mean, that I could might be fair. Cook, I mean, the better way to, to respond to your thing, Chris, is I can see where I can see where the hundred million dollars went. I can't see where they went in, where, where it went in Spiderhead. You know, like, I, I mean, if building a World War II bunker from cement from the old days is worth, you know, you know, that's it's expensive. That's what the build like it was in the forties, late thirties, forties. <laughs> Um, yeah, sure, but I mean, I can see, I, I can at least see where the money went in this one. So there's, yeah. there's that. Okay. But, all right, gentlemen, thank you for joining me this evening. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Miss this for the world. Thank you. This has been episode 292A of For the Love of Cinema. Hey. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five: 
Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com and check us out on YouTube. We have made our return with with the video for Top Gun Maverick. And Top next Gun. next week we're taking a look at the pilot episode of House of the Dragon on HBO. See where that lines up. And Dragon Ball Super. Hopefully in IMAX, Chris. I I, I really hope you can see us in IMAX. Uh, I, listen, I'm trying to make it make it a thing, man. I really want to see it. All right. All right. IMAX. <laughs> <laughs>